Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1800 060 896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Gerardas delight at the top of the lane leads the way five metres shakes off Ballerini Soho Elmazia clear second cheese and kisses the inside deep in our girl from Oz but it's Gerardas delight into the home straight she's clear starting to open up margin eight metres Soho Elmazia in second cheese and kisses down the outside Auntie Bella girl from Oz Gerardas delight you go girl Gerardas delight too good beating Auntie Bella yeah Gerardas delight for Jack Butler who's one of our guests upcoming very soon Chris on mobile rolling how are you I'm well, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. So she's the reigning Queensland Harness Horse of the Year following that Group 1 victory last year in the Golden Girl, and she starts in the free-for-all on Saturday night, Steve. But I think there's news coming with Gerardo's Delight, and we're about to uh, find out firsthand with Jack Butler. Yeah, I think she's won about 19 races. Good morning, Jack. Yeah, good morning. How are you guys? Very well. Tell me straight up, Jack, is this going to be the final time she ventures to a racetrack this weekend? Uh, it's the final time in Queensland, Chris, yep. Um, then she heads to Sydney for the Rangy Bill next Saturday night. It's all going well as long as she gets a run and everything, and then it's um, it stumps for, for old Gerardas. Okay, so then she's off to the breeding barn. So this has obviously been in the in the works for some time, this little plan? Yeah, um, Ray has won the Rangy Bill before, and he said, well, while we're here, we... We might as well have another crack at it. And uh, I said, yeah, you know, go for it. And, um, yeah, it has been, yeah. Okay. Was there a school of thought that the Golden Girl race this year would be her final start? Um, Yeah, I think it was. That was was the plan. And then um, Ray sort of got looking and uh, he's seen this race on Saturday night where it's drawn on sex. So she was going to draw good and... um, and then that was going to be the last, and then now, now he wants her to have one more crack at the Rangy Bill, and then, and then that's it. Okay. Now on this uh, on this Saturday night, when she lines up here, she's going to prove awfully hard to beat. Uh, last week again, she would have broke the clock the way she hit the line. Yeah, she's absolutely flying, Chris. Um, you know, every bit as good as last year, if not a little bit better, to be honest. And uh, but you know, they're in that grade now. Um, so last week was a, you know, wasn't a greatly run race for her. She needs a bit of speed up front, and they um, didn't go real quick. But um, she hit the line terrific, and uh, you know, as I said, she's trained on beautiful since then. And and even all yeah, through the whole carnival, her runs were terrific, and she, you know, she'd done her best as she always does. And uh, you know, it's nice to get a good draw, and hopefully this week uh, we're not too far off them. Okay, just looking at that front line though on Saturday night, it is absolutely loaded with speed. Mac Da Vinci's fast, Crunch Time fast, Will the Wizard fast. So they're obviously going to go quick. You just got to make sure that you you hold a spot. Yeah, we, we've drawn one not very often, but um, she's drawn one before and and and, and held her own. Um, by no means do I think she could lead it. No, um, she's definitely not that quick and. Uh, but, yeah, as you said, it's, it's going to generate a lot of speed, you would think. And, uh, you know, if the brakes come her way at the right time, I'm sure she'll be there about. How great would it be if she went out a winner at Albion Park uh, under your care? Oh, it'd be amazing. She's, um, you know, I think uh, Ray's said it before. She, when she came here she, in the old scale, she was a C1, I think. And uh, in 12 months, she went from a C1 to winning a group one. So it was, um, you know, she, she'll hold a special sport in my heart forever. And, um 
yeah, it, it's sad to see it go, but I'd, I'd love to see what a, a progeny can do. Yeah. Is there any sort of talk on what Stallion is likely to cover her later this year? Uh, I, I, he's got a few in mind, um, and I think one of them was um, down by the seaside, but he, he couldn't get into there, I, I don't think. But he was still working on that, so I, I'm not 100% sure what she's going to, no. Jack, how is she built physically, Gerardas? She's actually a, a real bad as delight. She's she's only little, and um, she's she's a very fine little thing actually. And uh, this year, probably the best since I've had her, as far as thickness wise, she actually did thicken up a little bit um, from the spell last year to this year. And uh, but yeah, there's not a lot of her. And, and the fact that, you know, you, you mentioned that her form this year, well, during the Winter Carnival, was probably better than what it was last year. Unforgettable scenes when she won the Golden Girl, uh, that Group 1 feature, beating, you know, star-studded mares there, spellbound Amazing Dream, uh, our Princess Tiffany. The, the list goes on, better and forth. There was many others. Her run this year in the Golden Girl was so good, again, from that really poor draw. Yeah, I think I spoke to you earlier in the piece. How did you luck to run Barry 11 two years in a row? But, um, you know, we had to drive her upside down this year. Uh, otherwise, we just weren't going to get in the money at all. But, um, yeah, look, to her credit, she stuck to her guns and, um, you know, she, she tried her guts out. And in the last 12 months, that versatility, that's something that you've really sort of worked with her. And, uh, you know, she can she can race so many different ways. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, for a horse, it, it still does your head in. She's she's got really high speed and can run really quick sectionals, but she's got no gate speed. So I, I can't work that out myself. But you know, but yeah, you this time around, you can um, yeah, you can sort of put her into the race if need be, and um, you know, if the speed's on, she'll follow it all day. Yeah. Would you say though, when when she went to Sydney earlier in the year, she went down for a shot at the Ladyship Mile down there. That little stint away, did that help her gate speed? Because she looked like she came back and she was better off the gate following that stint down south. Oh, most definitely. I, I really do. We um, discussed that, you know. Um, she probably really shouldn't have went down. She was probably coming to the end of a, 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 of a run sort of then when she went down. But Ray wanted to have a, have a go at it. And, uh, yeah, but she come back even, you know, a better horse this year, I think, just from that trip away, which you, you do see uh, a lot of horses that do travel a bit, they'll come back and, and they'll take that next step. And, um, yeah, I felt she definitely did that, especially with her gate speed, as you said. Mm. She's been a ripper. So uh, this is her final start coming up on Saturday night in Queensland at Albion Park and then hopefully the Ranji Bill. Would you be surprised? I know it's hard to tell. Nominations haven't been taken, but she'd be stiff to miss out in that sort of race, wouldn't you? You would think so. Um, you know, a form at the moment, yeah, it's not bad. It's, it's against some really, really top quality horses, and uh, and uh, and her runs have been terrific. As you said last week, she would have broke the clock the last half, and um, yeah, I, I, still, I think she'd be real stiff if she missed out, Chris. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so whose care will she be under down there in in, in Sydney for that run? Uh, she'll be with Jack Trainer. Okay. All right. Well, that's Gerada's delight. We've got that big Q-bread night only a couple of weeks away. The obvious one that I want to ask you about is Danger Zone. Will he be taking his spot in that big Group 1 feature? Yeah, most definitely, yep. Yep, for sure. Okay. What did you make of the derby? Um, uh, let's be honest, I don't think he could run the 2600. That's about all I could put it down to. And, uh, you know, and had, had a, a sensational all sitting outside us too. Put us away pretty quick. So, um but anyway, you know, he pulled up to Rivik from that and, um, 
you know, we, we, we drop back to the distance he likes now and um, uh, he just worked terrific this morning. So he's, he's on target for it, for sure. Okay. Do you, do you start him prior to that night? Do you give him a trial? What do you do with him before August 20? Uh, he'll go. He'll have a, and have a hit out on Tuesday, next Tuesday, and um, yeah, and then that gives me about ten days to the final, and that should just time over. Lovely, I hope. Okay, so you're happy with him? He can bounce back. Oh, most definitely, yep, for sure. All right, all right. Just your numbers sake, so hard, Jack. This season, they're super. You're the leading trainer in Queensland right now. You're only five shy of the century. Are, are you happy with the way things are going? Yeah, yeah, I really am. Um, you know, we don't, you know, we work sort of try and keep around 30, 40 horses in work all, all year round and um, got a nice little team at the moment. They're all sort of earning and, and thereabouts and um, no, everything's sticking over quite lovely at the moment. Can you win the state premiership? You're also equal first in the Metro premiership. So can you win one or the other or, or both? <laughs> oh look, it's it's a very hard thing to do. Um, you know, you got lots of Grant and, and super trainer and driver, and uh, always got a nice team. You never underestimate him or Chantel and Pete. Um, it, it's just yeah, you just got to just head down, bum up, and just just keep trucking and see how you go. But um, it'd be lovely too. But um, you know, that's just yeah, we'll just see how we go, mate. To be honest. Okay, okay. I really appreciate the update this morning with Gerada's Delight. Uh, I really wish you well. She's been a bit of a favourite of mine uh, since she, she's been under your care, and I'd love to see her go out with a victory at Albion Park on Saturday night. Yeah, it'd be great, mate. It'd be unreal. Jack All right, there's Jack Butler joining us. So mm. uh, it's, it's going to be a special night. Mm. Could she sit behind the leader, Chris? What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. She's going as good as ever, Steve. So don't think that, you know, the numerical form is not sort of matching up with how she's performing on the track. She was awesome last week, the way she really savaged the line. Barrier one gives her a chance. You just hope that she doesn't get too far back on the inside because that front line is absolutely loaded with speed there. So it's going to be a very interesting race. Which one of Shannon Price's can win on Saturday night? Well, we can find out. There's a number of other questions that I want to ask Shannon as well. Most importantly and first up, as I say good morning, Shannon, how are you? Good, thanks, Chris. Uh, you've recently taken over the uh, the training of a former New Zealand Cup winner in Cruz Bromat. How is he settling into your routine? Yes, he's coming along very nicely. I'm very happy with him. Uh, he's a lovely big horse. He's not a small horse. He is massive, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I put him on the scales when he got here and he was 484 kilos and uh, I thought that was a bit light for him so I set him up and he's got 20 kilos on him in the first week so I'm happy with that. Okay, so how far away will he be from uh, returning to the races? Uh, only a couple of weeks. So I just took my time with him, get him to settle in because he'd, he'd had the trip up from Sydney in a couple of hard runs and Jason hadn't worked him since his last run here so he'd had 10 days off so... I wasn't rushing to get him back to the races, but uh, he should be back in a couple of weeks' time. Shannon, is he 11 years of age now? Uh, I think he's 10, rising 11. Okay. And he's almost a million-dollar earner, is he? Yeah, he's won over a million, yes. Mm. Any plans with him? Like, when the owner said, would you take this horse on, um, how did it all come about? Um, I talked to... Um, I messaged... Actually, Adam Fairley messaged me a couple of times about hold on to your bling because he's associated, as you know, with Bling It On and, and a few horses with Peter O'Shea and that as well. And uh, Peter O'Shea rang... Uh, actually, Adam messaged me and said, would I be interested in taking him? Because um, he'd spoken to Peter O'Shea and 
Danny, I can't pronounce his last name in Melbourne, um, about um, taking him. They said, seeing as he's up here, they were looking for a you know, last ditch to revive his form, being a, an older horse and that, to see if he could uh, earn some prize money up here in Queensland. And uh, they approached me through Adam, and uh, I said, yeah, I'd be happy to take him and give him a go and see where he's at. Okay. Are you confident that you can get him to sort of return to the form that he's once displayed? Um, well, he's been with some great trainers, and to get him back to that form like that was years ago. But, um, you know, I, 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 I won't say how far he'll go, but, you know, like he gives you the impression like he's when he got here, he was he had a virus um, as well. So, you know, I've fixed him up from that, and he's now he bucks around the paddock like a two-year-old. So as far as his, his persona goes, he's um, certainly a, a very happy healthy horse now um just a matter of you know getting the hoggles on him and seeing how far he's got left in him to go what do you do to try and rejuvenate these older horses shannon um well i've got a water walker here so he spent a bit of time in that and he loves going in there um usually try and keep them off the track as much as possible keep them in the paddock and he lives in a big yard and he's, he's happy with that so uh just try and keep them thinking that they're two-year-old again and keep them pain-free and they do the rest for you work on humans as well <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and how do you think he'll measure up? Like, how, how do you see our local free for all scene right now? I mean, the free for alls are always tough because you've got to, not only the ones that are in free for all grade, but you've got the other smart ones coming through the grades as well that are, are going to get there sooner or later. Um, but, like, he's two runs up here. His first run, he actually let out in uh, a 34 lead time so he's obviously still got life in his legs to be able to to run a 34 lead time over the 2100 and not get beat that far so you know like he's only just got to have a little bit of luck and 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 maintain that sort of form and he'll be earning checks up here so fingers crossed for him all right you mentioned hold on to your bling just moments ago uh the the big bread night is august 20. it's not all that far away he trialed during the week at Albion park he won his trial this guy is a real professional this two-year-old he, he looks like he's getting better each and every time you take him to the races are you are you confident that you've got him spot on going into this group one feature in a couple of weeks i actually didn't realize he was a two-year-old i thought he was a five-year-old he acts like he's just a very mature very smart very relaxed customer so um yeah to think that he's only two is amazing because he's very professional um adam actually said after the trial he said i love this horse he's just such a a cool dude he's so relaxed and just does whatever you want him to do he's just yeah the ultimate professional racehorse he won the wayne wilson paleface adios last time out have you got over that defeat in the group one race at redcliffe because uh that that was something to be seen that night uh, the check that he got early and the ground that he made up yeah, oh, well, that's racing. I mean, it, the horse, if you look through his barrier draws, he draws six, 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 six. He always draws six. So he's actually quite an unlucky sort of a horse. Um, even in the trial, I think the best barrier we've had is barrier five. Um, so he's unlucky like that. So, I mean, to get knocked down like that, that's just what happens in racing, isn't it? It's just unlucky. And, um, yeah, he, he even got knocked down in the pale face as well when that horse gallops. So he's, you know overcome that and that's what i mean we're a professional a lot of two-year-olds would just throw the, the toys out of the cot if they cop that sort of a check in running but no he just has bounced back from it and shows no scars from it or anything but it's funny um every time he has a week off and he comes back he just seems to find another gear and he's done that 
um, when he came back for that Redcliffe race with the quick sectionals at Redcliffe, and then he's had another week off now. And like his trial the other day, he did that with only three hobble ups, so he was only half right. And to come out and still go 56 closing half is, yeah, he just did that easy. Yeah. And the form out of that last victory, when you go through it now, I know it was only a small field, but you were up against the likes of um, uh, Jewel Melody, who's won a, a Group 1 race since. Uh, Smirks Like a Boss has won that good Metro race during the carnival, so the form is just enormous for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Smirks Like a Boss is still left to be seen what he was would have done if he didn't gallop. I mean, he, I'm sure he would have been up there with us in the finish because he seems like a smart customer, but... Um, like, yeah, Jewel Melody, like, we, we tracked her up and it was a quick quarter down the back straight, so she was without cover doing that. And the way my guy sort of handled it and, and finished off, he's just, yeah, surprises me every time he goes to the races. Yeah, he's a graduate of that regular viewing. So how much did you pay for him again? Uh, 16000 It's a good buy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's he, he's, he's just such a lovely-looking horse, too. And, I mean, Luke stopped me up at Redcliffe after he won his heat and... And looked at him and said, I think he's a clone of his father. So, you know, for Luke to say that and really like the horse means that, you know, he must be doing something something nice. Mm. Well, as we know, Bling It On will be standing here later this season in Queensland. Would you support him off the, off the deeds of Hold On To Your Bling this season? Yeah, that's exactly right. I've, I've actually just in the process of booking one of my better mares to him uh, in Eternal Promise, she won a four-year-old triad, so she's going to go to Bling It On, and hopefully we can produce another hold on to your bling. Okay, excellent. The other one that I wanted to ask about this morning, or the other two that I wanted to ask about, they're both lining up on Saturday night. These two trotters, Van Sank and Wee Man Trouble, can one can one walk away with the prize here on Saturday night? I think so. Which you one? Said, I don't know. I'm waiting, <laughs> Shannon. I'm waiting. <laughs> well... You, you look at the... You, you draw a line from their last start. Van Sank gave Wee Man Trouble 20-metre start at the 800 and, and ran him to probably five metres. So we're going back, reversing the draws this week, and we're putting Van Sank 20 metres in front of Wee Man Trouble. So, you know, it sort of looks on the handicap that Van Sank would beat Wee Man Trouble home, but Wee Man Trouble such a... A professional racehorse where he just is is, is really well mannered and the 2600 suits him down to the ground with a small field or van sanks only had the two races over the 2600 again for a second and a third so his form is fine over the distance but uh yeah it's, it'll be interesting you know where they are in the run and that and um pete mcmullen's horse it's it's a good sprinter as well so it's, it's going to be a an interesting race for the small field off that last uh, Group 1 race where Wee Man Trouble was able to win, and I'm not downplaying Wee Man Trouble, but if Van Sank got the run that Wee Man got, Van Sank wins? Yes, I believe so, yes. Yeah. He could have won that with his sectionals that he, he ran. Even even the week before in the Group 2, he was a bit like not... There wasn't a great deal of room up the inside for him to finish off, and he was a bit... Adam said he was a bit wary about going, you know, like, you know, with the trotter, driving him through a small gap so hard. But, um, you know, and he only got beat, I think it was a head or something like that, in the third spot. So, you know, uh, you can see with the run, three-back defence of Van Zandt can run with them as well. OK. Now, tell me, this may be out already, but I can't find it. Nominations for the Inter-Dominion in Melbourne this year, have they closed off? No, they closed in September. Um, okay. I was, I, I saw, I've, I've had a text message earlier on about the conditions and that and Toby McKinnon put something on Twitter about um, that was his 
um, way that he saw the trotters through what um, Harness Racing Victoria put out about how they were rating them to make it clarification easier. So he thought he'd get in earlier and do up a list for what he thought was um, yeah, the way that they would be ranked. So it's not it's not an official ranking, but yeah, I see he's fifth on the list. Okay. Well, I was going to ask: will they both be nominated, and where are they sort of sort of on that unofficial list? Um, yeah, I think Van Sank was about thirty-five or thirty-six, and Wee Man was fifth, courtesy of his Group One win. Um, I actually might take the pair of them to Sydney with me at the end of. Uh, September, because um, Hold On Your Bling will go down for the New South Wales Breeders' Challenge in October. And um, he's got, he'll be down there for a few weeks. And they run $20,000 trot races every Saturday night. And on the 1st of October, there's a $30,000 um, trotting race as well, a Group 2. Um, so I'll probably, because I've always wanted to get Van Sank down to Menangle because he loved the big track and that and he can run a quick mile. So I thought I'd probably take those two down with him. And then uh, after that, yeah, I guess the Inner Dominion's probably on the radar for Wee Man, but Van Sank, not sure, because there's two trotter races up here from the mobile in November, early November, that he can um, probably stay here and go on those. Okay, so you've got options anyway. Yeah, plenty of options for them. Mm -hmm. Shannon, can I just ask, with the Brisbane show on, did you get approached by Racing Queensland to maybe nominate a horse for for the heats at the Echo there this year? No, no, I didn't. Okay. Have you had horses there in the, the past? No, never. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Just with, um, we're talking about Albion Park, of course, it's going to be an emotional night and when it ultimately closes in a, in a few weeks' time, we go to a new home. I was just thinking of your dad, of course, he raced some genuine stars at Albion Park for such a long time. What was the best of them when he was, he was on the board, wasn't he, at Albion Park, Tony? Yeah. Yeah, he was on the committee and, um, oh, God, um, oh, we've had horses of the years there, um, you know, it depends how far back you want to go. 1982 Queensland Derby with Gen Select. Um, Hyperstat and Happy Sunrise, they were feature race winners there. Um, uh, yeah, back more recent, like Better Than Special and um, Better Promise. You know, they were both won mm. Group 1 races at Albion Park. Um, All Secret promises. Agent Cullen, All Promises. Yeah, yeah. there's been some. Nice one. One that brings bells for me is Hyperstat. He won a heap of races consecutively, didn't he, at one stage, Shannon? Yeah, Hyperstat. Um, I'm not sure how many she won in a row. Um, that was sort of back when I was at school, so I wasn't quite as involved slash into it as, you know, I guess I am now. But, um, yeah, Hyperstat and Happy Sunrise are at the same time. Did they ever breed with Hyperstat? Uh, yeah, we did. Um, she had a few foals, and uh, a couple of her fillies have been bred on um and there's she's back in like the third and fourth dams of some hundred thousand dollar performers that are even still racing at the moment i just can't think of their names but um yeah they're down in victoria because that's where she went to breed victoria just, just on a new home for harness what would your preference be they're talking norwell you know normal norwell alberton area in queensland is the favorite what, what would you like to see personally oh well that's that's my my suburb alberton right, you can so walk there then that would be fantastic. I just walk down the road there. That would be awesome. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things, like, you've got to make it um, viable for everybody to get there, like, as close to the highway as possible. There's nothing better than, you know, if you're driving an hour to go to the races, if you're not going to get traffic slash traffic lights or anything like that, that's a big bonus. Um, I know when I go to Redcliffe, like, normally it's a 58-minute drive for me, but you're allowed two hours for the traffic and that. So 
that plays into it. And, you know, if you're going to come down this way towards the Gold Coast, you want to be able to have a good run without traffic to keep the trip as short as possible for everybody. But, so, um, yeah. you know, like we've got to... Obviously, we, we, we're going to be leaving Albion Park, so we have to go somewhere. And, you know, even though it's in the Gold Coast Shire, is this Gold Coast replacement track? You know, are, are we going to get a replacement for Albion? We don't know. So, you know, at the, the meantime... When we do leave Albion, we need somewhere to go and race. And whether it's on the moon or wherever, as long as we've got somewhere to go to race, you know, that's the main thing. But, mm. you know, obviously we need to be fairly treated and, you know, we do supply a good turnover for the, for the you know, the industry and everything. So we need to be fairly treated and, and given what's, you know, deserved of, of, of us. So, you know, we can all band together and keep improving and showing everybody what a great carnival we have at wintertime we can, um, you know, surely put a hand out and say we need two tracks, not just one. Mm. What size track would you want, say, if it was at Norwell? <clears throat> I've been asked this once before, and my, my comment was I wouldn't make the radius of the turns any larger because if you do, the more time you spend going around a corner, it's actually a slower time. Like, you can't make ground out wide going around a corner, but you can make ground in a straight line. So, therefore, I believe that the straight should be a minimum of 50 metres longer because how many times do you see a horse at last come around the entire field and it just runs out of track and gets beat one or two metres? But if it had an extra 50 metres at the end of the straight, it could actually win. So that's why I believe the straight should be a bit longer but not so much the radius of the corner figure because the, it makes the a lot of going sense around because, the corner slows you yeah. down. Well, it sounds like you, you'd make it too boring, wouldn't it, if it's too big, like America, some of the tracks over there. Oh yeah, see, America's a completely different style of driving. Like they, they go for the retake, and they nothing ever sits in the the death seat or, or comes, you know, from the one one. They're always on the fence, and they make a move go around to the front. So that's why they run so quick because there's like four or five moves in a race. Or whereas here in Australia we tend to have, and especially down south, let's run for 400 meters to get to the lead, and then we just do whatever we want and then run home for 400. And up here we tend to not run just for the first and last 400. We tend to run the first, third and fourth quarters here. So, you know, Brisbane racing is a different style. And, I mean, the Southerners, when they come up here, they learn that, that, you know, hey, there's no easy lead and you have to run the whole way. There's no slow one, no slow sectionals. But we don't run much further than 2,100 here, whereas down south they run a lot of 2,200, 2,300-metre races. So I guess they have to back off for a bit more than we do up here. Interesting comments. Really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside on Saturday night. I'll be there. Surprised you're so talking to me after I said American racing was boring. <laughs> well, our next guest, our next guest, Steve, I, I'm fascinated to get his thoughts on it as well because he's been in North America, he's raced up there, and he knows the local scene probably better than most. So our next guest will be a, an interesting chat for that uh, that topic that you just discussed there. Talking about uh, Pete McMullen. He's with us now, Chris. No, John, his father. John, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Very well. First of all, how's your ankle? It's uh, it's going well. Um, I've had three months off, and the the healing period for for um, the ankle that I got fused is four months. I've still got another month to go till I'm back back working. Okay, yep. so you had the operation done. Were, were they confident that they got it right? Yes, yes. Uh, no, the, the specialist was was happy with happy happy with the way it all went. All went yeah. All right. So you've just got to sort of stay fairly normal for another month before you can that's start cool. being quite active again. Yes, that's correct. 
Okay, okay. That'd be driving you nuts, wouldn't it? Oh, it is a bit. Yeah. There's only one good thing. The weather hasn't been great this um, this winter. It's been a bit rainy and cold, and I'm sort of and I'm I'm sitting inside, just watching, looking out the window, watching everybody work. So it hasn't been too bad this this time of year. Mm. Yeah. But the results are still there for the stable, though. Yes, the, the stable's been going quite well, and I've got a pretty good crew at the moment. Talia is. Uh, She's in charge and seems to boss everyone around. And her partner, Trent Lafferby's, uh, he's doing a really good job. And then also Jacob Wallace and uh, Craig McInnes, he's filling in for me while I'm out. So we've got a pretty good crew there and they all know what to do. They're all trainers themselves and, and uh, yeah, they're doing a really good job. Okay, but Talia's the boss. Yep. Okay, okay. She's learnt from the boss, so uh, she is now the boss. But uh, fourth on the yes. uh, on the state premiership for you at the moment, so the results are still there, which is a good sign. Yeah, yeah. No, as I said, they're all going pretty well. I haven't got any superstars amongst them, but they're all just been doing a pretty good job and just uh, clicking away and picking up a few races here and there. And um, yeah, so with um, Marburg, well, what actually helped was Marburg uh, had a fair few meetings while Alpine Park was out of action, and a lot of my horses sort of. Just suited Marburg, so that was a big help. Yeah, well, you dominated yeah. during those meetings that were staged at Marburg, so uh, big results there. You've got good chances today, obviously tomorrow and Saturday night, so hopefully the winners keep coming. What are you doing yeah. right now? What am I? <laughs> I'm actually at Alabar Farm with um, with Pete, and we've just uh, here and, and picked up the stallion. He's uh, the stallion that he's going to stand. A rock and roll dance. Yeah, so we'll just load him on the float, and um, he's probably waiting for me to finish the, the chat with you so we can head back up north. What was your first impression of him? Um, yeah, he's a he's a good type of a stallion, and um, yeah, yeah. So um, I've actually had a few horses by him. Um, well, Nifty Studley was one that I, I've had, but and I've got another one that actually is racing today. Uh, Rainbow Classics. I've had a couple by him, but I mean, obviously Pete's horses that of his that he, that he has got by him. I've been really good horses, Blacks of Dance and Big Wheels. They're like super horses. So uh, yeah, so he's, he should do a good job. All right. So you're the navigator on that trip then? Um, oh, we've been doing uh, a bit of both. I um, Pete started off this morning. We kicked off early. We stayed at Forbes last night. We kicked off early this morning. Pete kicked off trial, and then I took over and. And that, and drove the rest of the way here, and then, um, yeah, and then we'll just change over a little bit. Sort of good to have a bit of a break. You can't drive for too long. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a hit run mission straight down to Alabama, pick the Australian up, and then straight back home. That's that's it. Yes. Yep. Okay. Okay. So solid driving there. I want to get your thoughts. Uh, Steve's been uh, talking about it all week uh, with, with right. Albion Park. We know that we're going to be leaving Albion Park in time to come. Yep. What size track would you like to see in Queensland? Um, it's 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 a difficult question to answer because everyone has has an opinion and 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 every size track suits suits different type of horses. Um, the horses I've got, I as I say, probably suit Marburg and Redcliffe or whatever. So it's a half mile track. They suit those. But obviously, when you, if I had a, had a really nice horse, I wouldn't want them to, want them to be racing around those sort of small tracks. And I usually, if I do get a better type of horse, I don't usually take them to Redcliffe or Marburg. I usually stick to Albion Park. 
So as I said, it's just suits the horses. Well, you know, whatever, whatever suits the horses, the top of tyres track you want. Um, but as a, and, but in saying that, we've already got Redcliffe and Marburg, a couple of half miles tracks. So we probably don't uh, need to go small. We probably still need to have a, a good size track. Um, Albion Park, a thousand metres is fine. Uh, but as you know, the horses are getting faster um, every year. So maybe go a bit bigger. If we're going to build a new track, why not just go a bit bigger? Um, 1,200, you know. I know it's not as good to watch the race on those bigger tracks, but I first went to the States in 1980. Um, one of the first big races I went to was the uh, Middlelands Pace, and I saw Nitros win as a three-year-old. That was in 1980, and he was one of the greatest horses, one of the best horses I've ever seen race. And, uh, yeah, like he was a super horse, and he raced at the Middlelands on a mile track, and it's good racing. And you do need a decent-sized track when you've got decent horses racing. And uh, also, it probably makes it a bit fairer, too. So, um, yeah, I mean, anywhere, anywhere between, you know, as I said, they may not, they may not want to build a mile track, but... 12, 1,400, either size, that'd be fine with me. So you just don't want your good horses turning all the time. Is that what you're saying? More or less, yeah. There's a lot of strain on them, on those going around the turns on that, you know. So you want a decent track for, you know, when you're racing good horses, when they're going so fast, you know. Yep. Would you like Would you like to see an upgrade to Marburg? You've had good success there. Would you like to see it just improved a little bit? Um... Yes and no. I, I don't know if there's any real big benefit in, in upgrading Marburg. I know there's been talk about it, and I've chatted to a few of the guys there on that, but if they're going to spend a lot of money to, to, to make it, because it's just short of 800, I think it's seven-something or other to make it 800. I mean, um, it's probably no need, because if you're going to upgrade, you probably want to make it 1,000, and, and we probably still need the sort of, like the bit smaller sort of size tracks for those lesser sort of quality horses. I don't, I don't think we really need to spend a lot of money to upgrade the track myself, but um, but yeah, maybe as I'm saying, that's, that's size-wise, but maybe if they wanted to bank it more and, and, and put more of a camber on the track and just make it a little bit more tractable for horses getting around the turns, that would be probably fair enough. Yeah, it does make at it this hard, stage, it's it? probably a little bit flat. It's a little bit flat, and it's hard to come wide around the last turn at Marbeck, but if it was a little bit more cambered, it'd probably uh, make it a little bit more fair on, on, you know, on the horses. Yeah, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Uh, I really appreciate the chat. Uh, safe driving on the way home. Precious cargo yep. on board, and uh, yes. hopefully uh, that that run passes quickly, and you'll be back at the track in no time. Yes, yes. No, I'm sure it will. Don't pull over anywhere. Your good mate Ronnie Sellers, he's banged up at the moment too, isn't he? Yes. Well, he just had his hip. Um, he just had a hip replacement two weeks ago, and um, everything was fine there. But he did have a little bit of a hiccup. He um, he got a blood clot. So he's back. He was back in hospital. We lost him. Yeah, I think we did, Chris. You still there? You there, John? No. No, we've lost him. I just uh, you wouldn't want to be pulling over any, to, near any mares, would you, Chris? <laughs> a stadium on board, a frisky stadium. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's mm. coming into that time of year. They'd certainly yeah. know you're alive. That's for sure. Absolutely. So, we wish them safe travels on the way back. But it'll be interesting uh, to see uh, uh, how many people go out and have a good look at this stallion once he's uh, here in Queensland, standing at Somerset Farm. So we wish them all the best. Now, we've got to talk to Matty Young because we've got to break down this free-for-all tomorrow night at Gloucester Park. He joins us each and every Thursday. He's been waiting patiently online, but he is here, and we're going to break down this uh, sixth event from GP tomorrow night. Matty, good morning. Good morning to you, Chris. 
Uh, how do we sort of pull apart this race tomorrow night? Um, pretty good question. Uh, Jumping Jack Mac looks the leader of this race. Um, Junior taking the drive is a good indication, and we've seen him uh, be able to match it with uh, these best three, four horses when he's been able to lead. He just seems to be a lot more controlled and happy when he's able to be out in front. So uh, Jumping Jack Mac gets that chance. He's got the draw. Leverage has had a start for about three weeks, so um, it's always to your detriment if you try and and knock him because he's just a horse that goes out there and goes into beast mode. And but it's a big, it is a big step up in grade for him and a really good test to see where he is at. Um, do they take the option of just dropping him behind the one and giving him that soft run? That's the that's the big question, I think, out of the whole race is what Lavra Joe does. Jumping Jack Mack looks the leader. Um, if he doesn't go to the fence and Diego's going to get that really nice run, Miracle Moose will probably dive straight to the pegs. His trials haven't been at his best at this stage. Always passes. Trolled up pretty well. Gambit returns. Minstrel returns. Uh, Butchley Park and Chicago Bull probably sit back in the field. So if you really dissect it and have a look at some of the really smart horses that are in the race, uh, a lot of them are returning or have bad draws. So I think jumping Jack Mack could get away with a little bit here out in front. And from there, he he looks to be the one to beat. Okay. Is that a significant swap in, in your eyes, seeing Junior jump off Chicago Bull to jumping uh, to drive jumping Jack Mack? I think we've just seen over the uh, a bit of a decline in Chicago Bull over the last 12 months is that he's not been at the top of his game for a little while since he was probably competing with shockwave so um yeah i think juniors uh he's quite happy to jump off the bull now to take the better option whether it be jumping jack mack right mighty ronaldo um going forward as well so i think the the passing of the torch is there and um whenever bully draws poorly that's that's going to be him he all of a sudden becomes the second and third stringer in the free fall event which it's sad to see that uh, he's probably getting to that stage of his career. Yeah, he's eleven dollars with Tab Chicago Bull Jumping Jack Max two dollars three ten Laverage Joe and Diego nine dollars this week, but was hammered in the betting last week. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, I didn't expect him to lead last week, so that changed the whole race. Um, him wanting to hold the front, and uh, it was a farcical speed, uh, nearly a sixty-three first half around a half-mile track for free-for-all. Um, he got home in twenty-six-seven, but. Uh, well, he really should have done uh, the way the race was run. So um, Bully went to his back, um, different connections. So um, completely understandable that they would want to try and lead with Diego. But, yeah, that was – I'll take fault in that, in my opinion. Um, I probably just looked at it and thought uh, Chicago Bull would just run to the top. But connections wanted to give Diego his chance and there was no pressure and he was able to win. So um, well done to them. It's a really strong lineup here tomorrow night, but you've mentioned a couple of names already this morning. Shockwave, Magnificent Storm, Mighty Ronaldo. That's going to be one race when they all come together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, hearing the news that Shockwave's not far away um, is really exciting. Uh, so he's probably looking at a return about October. So, um, yeah, he's starting to really. Uh, get into his workload and start to improve in his times and everything like that. It's still a slow burn. Spoke to Ryan Bell on my show on Tuesday and he was really happy with him 
Um, he's really happy with the horses coming through stable, but it's just really enjoyable to have Shockwave back in the system. So we get to see him come back. But as he said, he'll have to come back and be at the top of his game because there will be no easy races for him. He's straight back into that magnificent storm, Minstrel, Lavra Joe, Mighty Ronaldo, Chicago Bull level where he needs to be at the top of his game. So, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting summer carnival with a lot of big names that are returning from injury and ones that have been sort of holding down the fort over the past 12 months. Yeah, we look forward to it. It's going to come... uh... Uh, a lot sooner than what we probably expect when we see all these horses clashing consistently. Where do we find your best bet tomorrow night? Yeah, looking for the best bet tomorrow night, there's a race earlier in the program, uh, race three, number four, Fancy a Dance. This horse has been going really well. And I think the 2,500 really suits him. His uh, run over 2,500 about three, four starts ago was really good, um, really sustained the effort. I think he can push forward and sit in the breeze in this race and he should be able to control it. He'll be sitting outside a horse like Euphoria who's proven this preparation that um, it's just not really going as good as we expected him to go. So uh, Fancy Dance, I thought, could sit parked and win and usually when... Um, I'm confident enough that they can do that, then uh, they normally run a pretty good race. So I was pretty confident he could sit parked and, and win the race. It's good confidence going into a 2,500-metre event. So race three, number four, Fancy Dance is my best. All right, race three, number four. Matty, as always, really appreciate the time. Looking forward to the chat uh, next week when we break down the free-for-all tomorrow night. Cheers, Chris. Thank you.